Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. You got Picture it, Los Angeles, 2017. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls. And then we talk about it. And we just watched season six, episode 16, There Goes the Bride, part one. Wait, which Carrie, aired we're on not. February 2nd, 1991. We're not doing both episodes this episode? Why? So we talked about it. Usually when there's a two parter, we cover it in one episode. Yes. But after we finished part one, we were like, there's so there's much just meat here. So much good stuff. I mean, this is a big story. This is Dorothy yeah. and Stan getting engaged. It is. It is, it is big. It's You're big. right. You convinced me. Usually I'm like, do it in one. Why? You know, it's a two parter. No, but there's no, just, there's too much right. good stuff. It and, makes sense. And, and, and dare we gloss over any of it? None. We're going to give it all, all of it. So, so this week you will get part one, and next week you will get part two. Yes. How exciting. As it should be. How Welcome exciting. back, by the way. Thank you. Oh, my God. I had so much fun at, in Baltimore at Miami is Nice mm-hmm. with Stan Zimmerman. Stan and I had a lot of fun. And and Stan is one of the funniest people to travel with. And he he's it was just such a joy. Um, and, and yeah, it just was a great... I mean, the whole exhibit was really great. And the guys were great. It was, just, it was such a great experience of... Um, and I, I talked a little bit about this in the episode we posted and, and also in the live recording, but I think it's really important to reinforce that a Golden Girls audience is inherently very unique and it, it, it touches many walks of life. And that was very evident in the audience that came to the show. And they were so inquisitive and engaged and, and interested, genuinely interested in a way that like oftentimes audiences of other things that I do aren't. And it's, uh, it was really nice to watch and see. And it was very queer and different. And a lot of listeners from the podcast came from outside of Baltimore to Baltimore. Yeah. I met some really great out on the Lanai listeners and it was really fun. There was, um, we took a picture in Blanche's bed with one. I mean, it just was so much fun. It was a good, just goes to further prove the point that I think we all know, which is that Golden Girls fans are the best people ever. Yeah. Golden Girls fans are my favorite people in the entire universe. They're really, you guys are all my favorite people. They're my people. There was a woman yesterday, so I, I was I was on a very busy schedule this past few weeks. I was in New York and then Baltimore and then San Francisco, and I was hosting this event in San Francisco for an organization called The Wider Bridge. It has nothing to do with the Golden Girls. It's a Jewish Israeli organization. And I'm I'm talking and giving my speech. And when I go when I get introduced, it was so funny. So like I hear a woman squeal and and I I, I laugh because that doesn't usually happen to me and uh, and then afterwards after the whole thing is done turns out she's like I listened to your Golden Girls podcast Amazing. and she was so surprised that like I was hosting this event that had nothing to do with the Golden Girls anyway and that you'd be in San Francisco of all places yeah it was a good time, was a good um, time. 
I I mean, yeah, I missed you. I'm glad you're back. I'm yeah. ready to talk about the episode. Let's let's do it. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um right off the bat, because a few people mentioned this, um, knowing people that aren't in, interested in this episode. There's yes, a lot of talk about this there's episode. There's a lot of talk about this episode. Most importantly, the fact that um Right off the bat, Rose mentions that she's dating a man named Ray, who's friends with Miles, um, and she's going out with him because Miles is in Europe teaching students. But he's not. No, because he's in the witness protection program, and we don't know where Miles is. However, as someone who has worked in television, I can let you in on a little inside tip that's going to seem like kind of obvious and not that interesting. Enlighten our listeners. Oftentimes, the shoot order of a series, episodes one, two, three, four, five, after they're shot in a particular order and meant to air in a particular order, sometimes episodes get rearranged. Yeah, like in the first season when the pilot wasn't actually the pilot. Exactly. That's a great example. So this episode was written and probably shot in preparation to air before we know that Miles is in the witness protection program. Mm-hmm. But they rejiggered some stuff. They they moved the episode, the air dates in order around. And, and that's why we get this really weird thing, which is already... Miles in the witness protection program is it already a weird was, enough thing to deal with. But then for literally the next episode... The next episode. For Rose to be like, Chloe's in Europe teaching students. It just seems like... If if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, oh, no, Rose is having a really hard time dealing with the fact yeah. that Miles is gone. She's like, he's in Europe. He'll be back soon. I'm making him some good flurkin' archie cake. Like, that's sort of... <laughs> Can you do Manic Rose forever? <laughs> is that even Manic Rose? Yes, or it's is a mix of like, like... My mother. No, it's a mix of Jesse from Saved by the Bell and Rose oh. <laughs> in one episode. I love it. I also thought it was very, very fitting for us to be doing this episode after you get back because... Why? This episode is going to feature a wedding that yes. takes place out on the Lanai. Oh, like Miami is nice. From a You're right. Themed wedding, You're and right. you are a host of Out on the Lanai. Wow, full circle. It really is full circle. Wow, life is funny that way, isn't it? <laughs> Um, but the real meat of this part one episode, like that, they they get through this Rose storyline and they just sort of touch on it a little bit in this yeah, episode. Yeah, we don't get a lot but of it. The bulk of this episode yeah. is about Dorothy and Stan. And now, in a previous episode, before we get into Dorothy's storyline, there, there was a little bit of a cliffhanger. Um, I forget what episode it was, but just a couple episodes ago, where it was a while. Yeah, it was where a bit ago. Dorothy and Stan have a bit of a complicated ending, where maybe Dorothy's left. Feeling some things. They're for kissing Stan. outside the door. Yeah, yeah. There's something she feels something, and now we pick up on that storyline. Which again, that's not something that the Golden Girls often do. But in this season, I think maybe because of the change in writing staff, this season they've they've done that with storylines, where storylines have carried from episode to episode. Oh yeah, it's amazing that we left like episodes ago. We left with them kissing. Yeah. Don't know what's going to happen, and then we hear that she's secretly been dating him, yeah. sort of off camera yeah. for months. I love that. It helps. It's the exact opposite of what they've just done with Rose and Miles, where yeah. it's like, oh, look at them tracking that, and yeah. then, you know, yeah, you yeah. Know. Um, so Dorothy, we learn that Dorothy's been sneaking around because she it's nighttime and she comes out wearing a robe because she's getting ready to sneak out to go on a date with yes. Stan. But the thing is, is that the women always wear like full makeup, yeah. hair all done up anytime they're in their pajamas. I do. So the only 
way that like the only sign we're supposed to get that Dorothy's about to act that she's wearing like you know clothes under her robe to go out is that she's clutching her robe very tightly as yeah. if like I don't want anyone to see what's underneath this otherwise it just looks like B. Arthur in full hair and makeup another night at the Golden Girls <laughs> house like <laughs> I love it. I love it when they do that. It's fun. I do that. I go to bed in full makeup. Do you also keep your bike helmet in the cupboard with the mugs? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't bike. I don't believe in biking. I don't. I, wait, I th- back up. I think biking is bullshit. For wait. For adults. Period. Yeah. What about people who professionally cycle to travel because they don't want to harm the environment with a car? Oh, that's bullshit too. Actually, why? I don't why? know. Why? I don't know. I just. I mean, it's just. I mean, no, it's not bullshit. I take that back. It's. It's fine if you want to do it. Do it. I just feel like a fucking twelve-year-old on a bike, and I don't like the feeling of it. I don't like anything about it. I don't like anything okay, about the now experience. Now we're getting to the real root of your problem. Well, yeah, that I think it's bullshit, you and don't I don't like want to do you it. On a bike, I own a fucking bike, and I've ridden it once. Then it's, why do you have? Because I bought it thinking it was a good idea, and then I quickly learned this is a bad idea. Okay, yep, now we're really getting to it. Let it all out. There's nothing to let out. I'm telling you, it's bullshit. But you know what? (laughs) You shouldn't judge other people who cycle. Do you understand what comedians do? Yourself. (laughs) Do you understand the aura of my life and existence? (laughs) It is about judging other people. I know. (laughs) I know. So, um,. Dorothy has been dating Sam for a couple months and she realizes that she loves him and he's given new meaning to the word solicitous. It's, 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 yeah, it's actually, it's actually kind of cute to see Dorothy respond in this way. It's very girlish and sort of, you know, she's, she's smitten. Yeah, she gets it. She's smitten. I'm glad that Stan is better in bed. Um, the one thing that it's, it's a little weird to Dorothy that he keeps his toupee and the lettuce crisper. That's weird. Also like, that would drive me fucking nuts. I hate hair on anything, especially near my food. Like, I sweep like a madman because I don't like hair. I have a weird hair thing. Where mad I don't, woman. When I, I feel phantom hairs on, like, my arm all the time. I'm like, I feel a hair on me. Really? I don't like hair. So if my stan were to ever put hair in the fridge near the food, I'd leave them. Wow. No, you wouldn't. I'd leave them so No, you fast. wouldn't. You're fucking lying. I'd leave him you no lie. i would just be like can you not keep hair in the refrigerator and he'd be like okay <laughs> yeah he would be he would put it somewhere else you you don't leave him you just you, you restrict sex that's what you do you don't leaving's dramatic restricting sex practical <laughs> this is good advice yeah let me ask you a question when sophia comes into the room and dorothy says ma i have something to show you and opens her robe to reveal <laughs> that she's dressed <laughs> What was Dorothy hoping to accomplish by just like showing her her clothes? Well, I think I think it, like you do. I think when you are smitten with someone, you're a little bit delirious. You don't make sense in your reasoning sometimes of why you do the things you do, and oftentimes I think that's that's sort of you know that she's not thinking clearly. She's in yeah. love. So she's doing weird things thinking, and everything is a dramatic statement. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everything is so high drama that like, you know, she opens her thing and of course it's going to be this meaning. She's dressed beautifully. She must have a date. When to Sophia, it's like, oh, I do that all the time. I accidentally put on something over my pant, like putting pantsy. Uh, 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 bra, 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 bras over sweater, <laughs> uh, 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 underwear over skirt. I forget the exact lines, but it was, I love, uh, she's so funny. I love her in this episode. Yeah, she's good. Let's talk about Stan's proposal. Okay. 
I lo- you and I love this Borny. We're fans of Stan and his little potato contraption. I love it. I think we, it's great. I also think it's ideas for it. I think it's a really funny that the ring is in the potato. Yes. Well, that's it. I like that he like Stan again tracking this storyline continuing like on brand. Stands on brand. Thank yes. you. Stands on brand. He hides it in a potato. Um, and Dorothy B. Arthur in this moment is so slapsticky, like. To the point where her face is going, G-ging! like she's like making like cartoon faces. I love it's a scolding hot ring. And then she like when her when she puts it in this little like water jar or something, and then she's looking at it, she's like, I don't think there's oh, any water. Stanley, in it's beautiful. And then she can't get her hand out. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's such a it's such a stupid stupid like the thing is I expect. And I've talked about this this season a lot, but like they definitely let Dorothy have a more sort of slapsticky, silly side this season. And I don't know if B. Arthur actually liked that or not. I get the impression she did not. But I, uh, it is fun to see sort of, you know, B. Arthur be that theatrical vaudeville sort of silly persona that she did play on Broadway. So like on Broadway, she was, I think she was the Yenta in Fiddler on the Roof, which is a very over the top character. And she, she was in, in, um, oh God, the, the musical mom, uh, Mame, is it Mame? Mame. Mm-hmm. I mean, she plays the best friend who's also, I don't know what that is. It's, is that no. Angela Lansbury? No, that's a different movie, I think. I think this you're oh. thinking of the ones like um uh, uh will always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. Yep, it's Maine. That's Maine. No, um, yes, that's, that's not Maine. the song I'm thinking of. Uh, well, that's the song from Maine that yeah, you I'm should thinking be thinking of. We of. need a little Christmas. That's from Maine. Yeah, but that's not B. Arthur's song. No, I just said it's Angela Lansbury. Why are you singing Angela Lansbury's when it's a B. Arthur moment? Ah! <laughs> anyway, it was a very sort of silly thing, and I loved it. Um, <laughs> we'll always be buzzing buddies. Just Sorry. like the show. Um, when, uh, okay, Dorothy has a bridal shower. Yes. Question. Okay. Why did they do give a you, random woman a line? Do you get a bridal shower for your second wedding to the same man? Of course you do. No. Yes. These these women, presumably, maybe, I don't know how long she's known all of them. None of them talk. None of them speak. But <laughs> let's say, right, I'm your friend. You're like, hey, come to my wedding. I'm like, fine. Weddings are expensive. Dress. Maybe it's a destination. You have to buy a ticket for something. You have to buy a gift. You have to do the whole thing, right? So I'm like, come to my wedding. And then you have to give me a present, you pay, whatever. Then I get divorced from that person, and you're like, oh, ah, uh, I spend money on the bridal shower gift and the wedding gift and the whatever. And then I'm like, JK, I'm going to marry this person again 35 years later. Come bring me another present for this wedding that marriage well, already failed one time. No, okay, back it up. First off, these are well-to-do women. They can get a fucking gift. Second off, the women who, who are coming to this likely weren't at her original wedding. Keep in mind... Stan and and Dorothy probably she never had a bridal shower. She got married when she was like a teenager. She was they had no money. Like they were broke. She Doesn't prob- mean they can't have a bridal shower. That she probably or didn't. Wedding gifts. She probably didn't have the ability for gifts in the way that that she does now. She's an established woman. She has established female friends. It is a different time in her life. It is a celebrating this new moment in her life. I'm throw the fucking party. Get the gifts. Always get the gifts, Carrie. 
Uh, for Halloween, I kind of want to go is like, I just want to wear that orange outfit that Blanche had with the heart stickers all over it. You know what I actually was thinking about before this episode uh, for my Halloween costume that, that, and now this episode kind of reinforces it. Um, I actually thought I would go as a potato. Okay. Like just get a big potato or be a big potato, but now I could put a ring in it and I could be Dorothy's potato, engagement potato. Dorothy's engagement potato. Yeah. That, that would be that would, that would be a be costume meta. for a very uh, niche audience. That's okay, but that's fine. Yeah, uh, ten extra points if you find the design or you make up design pack- packaging for like the Zborny and you put oh. it around like on your sides. Oh, like you're a potato in a Zborny. Wait, remind me what a Zborny was. <laughs> it was his potato contraption. What, what, did it, what did it do? I think it cut them or it made it easier to take them out of the oven. Maybe because the potatoes are hot. I forget. I don't think that's correct, though. Now you're putting me on this. I'd like to have all of my information prepared before we do the podcast. You're the one who brought up the Zborny. I did, but I wasn't like, let's talk about what the Zborny is. I'm sorry. It's this. We're recording this literally hours before it's going to air. Yeah, I got back late last night, so it's, yeah. I, I want to understand Rose's bridal shower game so I can play it someday. I love her. The whole Rose explaining the game for some reason is one of my favorite Betty White performances. I know that's crazy. I know it's late at night. Maybe that's why I think this. But her going like, and then she picks an outfit. You pick a number and add it into your mind. And then they and then they switch with her and so on and so on. Spatula 11. Uh, I love it. I love it. I don't know if I like that. I also thought it was funny that um, there's that sort of, I feel like a classic sitcom, uh, real police officer getting mistaken for the stripper police officer. I love, there's nothing, there is absolutely nothing better than, than, than Rue McClanahan pinching this real police officer's butt and going, honk, honk. There it is literally there is so no better good. sound that has ever come from the Golden Girls than Blanche's honk honk. <laughs> the, I also a I love the stripper music because in like 1991 and maybe for older women yeah. stripper music was like those horns. It was like ba da 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 da. It was like. Um, Have you ever had a stripper? No, Never. but it reminded me of um uh like it was like a cabaret kind of. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, music. Yeah. I liked it. The best in any television show ever, stripper moment ever, hands down, 100% Danny DeVito in Friends. <gasps> I was about to say that. Danny it DeVito is, is always sunny. It is what, no, in Friends. Oh. Um, yeah, sorry, in Friends. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's yes, late. It is one of the, if you if you don't know what we're talking, I know this is a Golden Girls podcast, but both Carrie and I have been guests on the Friends of, uh, wait, Friends of? Best what? of Friends. Best of Friends. I was like, Friends of Friends podcast. <laughs> Best of Friends podcast. And you should go listen to that podcast because it is a very, very, very good podcast. But there's an episode of Friends where Danny DeVito guests and it's Lisa Kudrow's? I think it's, yeah, Phoebe's Wedding. Tonight. Yeah, Phoebe's Wedding. And, and he's the stripper and it turns into this therapy session. And it is so... So funny to see their reactions to, <laughs> to, to Danny DeVito dancing and stripping. Even just thinking about it is so funny. But Blanche's Hong Kong is legendary. I also love because when she realizes it's the real police officer, it's one of those classic Blanche with her foot in her mouth moments where she's like, oh, you're a real priest. Oh, well, you can't forgive us, Baptists. It's one of those moments. But they shift it. But, yes, but she turns it on its head where she's like, oh, I, I didn't real. You were, uh, didn't realize you were a police officer. And then she grabs his butt and goes, woo! 
Does she honk honk again? No, she does a woo. She does a woo. What's so funny is, like, she realizes, I guess, that she's already in this moment. So, you know, whatever. she's already grabbed his butt after he said, if you grab me again, I'm going to arrest you. Yeah. So, like, arrest her. But what's so strange is, she runs away, but then... Literally, the next scene is she's calm and she's like, oh, I just I just assaulted a police officer. But, um, Sophia, what's the matter? Yeah, she like, literally goes woo and runs inside and then it cuts to inside where she's like very calm. Hey, yeah. Sophia, what's going on? It's such a strange transition, but yeah. I, I mean, I love the scene, so it's worth it. So this whole time, all this is going on, you know, Stan and Dorothy, of course, know that Sophia's not into this. Um, She's not excited about it. And Dorothy realizes that Sophia thinks she's the godfather. And so Mm -hmm. Dorothy's like, I'll just make her an offer she can't remember. And then we have our godfather scene. I mean, (laughs) well, but let's back it up. Let's back it up. Let's back it up. So uh, Sophia feels that she has been left out of this because they haven't asked for her permission. And, and let's take it back a few episodes. So like Sophia wants to feel, she still feels very much like Dorothy's mother, you know, in this sense. And she's very protective of Dorothy. And she's like, she, she even there, I I think back to the one episode where the hurricane or like the Angela was in town and Stan, they had to pretend to be married and Stan had to spend the night and they had to sleep in the same room. And Mm -hmm. Dorothy was like, I'm familiar with this, whatever nickname for his dick was. And, uh, and, and just as he's singing like Gershwin to her, Sophia runs in and she's like, stop, stop. I was worried about this. So like, there are so many examples in this series of Sophia actively trying to protect Dorothy from falling for Stan again. Except for when he has money. Well, of course, but <laughs> Sophia's always looking for <laughs> then money. Then she wants them to get back so together. So this is actually another sort of storyline that continues. I mean, it's it's in character with Sophia. So I get, I liked that little moment where she's like, I wanted, she wants to feel like it matters. Like she, it's her, you know, she gives her consent. Yeah, which is what they do in the Godfather scene um, around the table with a candle. I, it kind of looks like they're going to sit down and have a seance. It does like a little bust bit. Out a it's very God. Have you seen the Godfather? Yeah. Oh God, it's so good. Godfather Part Two. Part Two is probably when nice. when he mm. when he closes that door on Diane Keaton, literally buckets of tears every time. Oh. Every time. Nobody should close a door on Diane Keaton. Nobody. Why would you do that? Mm, I don't know. Oh, she's my know. religion. Um. <laughs> she is. Uh. So. They sit down and, and Stan says, you know, I realized I never asked for your permission yeah. to marry Dorothy. And well, to be your Stan sits down first again. and she's like, am I sitting? Am I sitting? And then he does it. Yes. But yes. And I like that. I like Sophia's speech um, at the end of this episode where mm-hmm. she says, uh, he's like, you know, I, you know, I'm sort of like marrying you, you marrying you both. And Sophia's like, and then I suppose one could say six years ago, you left us both. And that was after you spent the entire marriage cheating on us both. Yeah. She says the difference is Dorothy forgives him, but she doesn't. And then. Wait, can we pause? Yes. Because that's heavy. It's very heavy. That's very heavy. Like, that's a moment where Sophia is not only showing how important Dorothy is to her and Dorothy's protecting of Dorothy is to her, but also that, like, she cared for Stan. She cared for Stan as the father of her grandchildren and as the husband of her daughter. Like, yeah. she genuinely cared that for when Stan. when Dorothy felt the pain, she also felt the pain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a really important, I think, point for Sophia's story here is that, like, she loved Stan and he fucked her over. And 
she feels so strongly about this that she tells Dorothy, "Yeah, you do this, you are out of my life forever." <gasps> that's a little dramatic, but yeah, that's where the episode ends. It ends I know. on a cliffhanger, and it's weird. This is a weird episode to end on a cliffhanger. I will admit because it is. It, it there were so many slapsticky moments in it that it felt strange that it ended on a cliffhanger. But I mean, I still, it's still a very good episode. Yeah, you know, it's a great episode. Yeah, here we'll end on a, a, a we'll end on a positive quote. Rose, I've fallen and I can't get up. Help me. There we go. When she was, well, explain it. They all know what it is. I mean, but maybe they don't. They maybe they forget. Okay, okay, I'll do I'll do one more quote to end the episode. You know what the number one export of our village is? Ransom notes. <laughs> I had a flashback in the can. They all know. <laughs> they all know. And if you don't know, watch the episode. Yeah, if you don't know, why are you listening to this podcast, I guess? Ugh. You know? Yeah, this was a good part one. Yeah, of the uh, you know the two parters again. You know we we usually we usually we put them into put one. Them into but this one, one episode, this one but... feels this one feels and this is a short listen because we're only twenty three minutes in. <gasps> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So you guys are gonna have a they're gonna revolt. No, I think they'll probably like it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I feel like we should talk about something else for a few minutes. No, we don't have to, guys. No, I, I we're not gonna <laughs> extend it just to no. This is so next week we will cover part two. And it will be very exciting and thrilling. And that episode will also probably be 30 minutes. And then we'll go back to our regular 45-minute schedule programming. Uh, Carrie is literally distraught over here. She's like, we need to go longer. We don't need to go longer. But no, we do need to do. You haven't done enough singing in the episode. I haven't. I I haven't. You know what we do need to do, though? What? We need to do our golden takeaway. That's B. Arthur, guys. What you should have started singing. That's also Lucille Ball. But yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What is your golden takeaway from this oh, episode? Thank you for asking me that. My golden takeaway from this episode is if you're going to get married for the second time, please don't ride a bike to meet the man. Take a cab. Like... You know, walk, walk there, get some, get, get those step goals in, you know, those, 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 those you got to hit that 10,000 mark. Like just don't take a bike. I mean, bikes are just so, I'm sorry. I know many of you probably bike. I just think it's bullshit. I don't, I don't understand it. I have a car. I know I'm, wor- I'm hurting the world and driving my car, but I also take public transportation and that's so much more enjoyable. You can read a book. You can't read a book while you're taking a bike. You can listen to a book, but that's also bullshit and dangerous. Don't do it. My <laughs> golden takeaway. You're looking for a song. I know what you're doing. I'm still thinking. I mean, I'll give you this. Because we need what? What's that? When? What? When? Okay. Hurry? Okay, I'm just <laughs> buying time. Guys, I want this to be at least 30 minutes. No, come on, Carrie. Okay, my golden <laughs> takeaway is, you know what? Some people may say don't put an engagement ring in a scalding hot potato. Yes. I say you put it wherever you want to put it because 
how you ever just how you decide to propose to someone and where you decide to hide the ring or put the ring or stick the ring is is a reflection of who you are and your creativity and a reflection of your relationship with that other person. You know, it kind of reminds me of something. Robert Stop Frost extending once said. this. <laughs> they don't need it. But what if they're not at work yet? It's what if fine. their laundry's not they're done? Adults. What if it's They'll not their lunch fine. break at work? Stop. Uh, see, so many people rely this, on us this and is our consistency. How, this is how you can tell the difference in the comedy, the types of comedy that Karen and I do. Because I am a stand-up and I am ready to cut things off when that is done. You and I'm a TV writer and I know that you need to fill 23 minutes at least. We did. We're at 27. Okay, great. <laughs> Wow, that was fun. So what episode are we watching next? We're going to watch There Goes the Bride Part 2. And where can people follow us online, Carrie? Guys, you can go to outonthelanai.com for more Golden Girls goodness. Hmm. And if you want to make a donation to the podcast... They can do that? You can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate... Shut up! ...where you can make a one-time donation... Or... ...set up a monthly donation through... Patreon. And if you don't have enough money to make a donation, but you still want to support the podcast, you can either tell your friends and family about it, or you can leave us a review and a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes. Also, you can I just you can listen to us on Amazon Alexa now, actually. Oh, on Alexa? Yeah. yeah. Alexa. Play out on the Lanai. Should I add a station for draped out on the mic to your phone? <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, in case you guys didn't hear that, Alexa just asked if you wanted to add a station for draped out on the mic. I think that's what we need to change the name of our podcast to. Off the light by case, you guys. What? Alexa. Wait, you're confusing her. Find out on the Lanai podcast. <laughs> Alexa's given up. Guys, oh. but I did... Oh, she's, you said her name. I did get a notification that you can do this. So try it when you're not recording a podcast. <laughs> or do it when you are recording a podcast and you want to make it to 30 minutes. Don't! Stop it! Where can they find us on Facebook and Twitter? You guys can go to Facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, we are at Golden Girls Pod. And as always... Keep up the messages. Send us fun postings. When you find Golden Girls stuff, send us that. If you're going to get dressed up as the Golden Girls for Halloween, definitely send us pictures so we can post them all over social media. Yes. Yes. Wow. And I'm H. Allen Scott on literally everything. I've been upping my Snapchat game lately, so y'all should go to Snapchat. Stop it. If you guys want to follow Carrie, you can follow her at Squiddy Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram and CarrieDoherty.com. But nobody goes there. Why would you go there? I just said it. Now 10 people will. (laughs) You're going to up my traffic game. (laughs) And guys, remember, as always, before... Oh, we're at 30 minutes. You're happy. Uh, did it as always we did it everyone stay golden i'm ending this shit show you You guys are the best audience ever meryl streep's got nothing on us when it comes to making a long speech meryl streep knows when to end i love you